Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you.
What a blessed Sunday morning it is, and we welcome you again to the sanctuary of the Salem Church here in the wonderful city of Omaha, Nebraska, and we are grateful for each and every one of you who joined us in the virtual sanctuary of the Salem Church, and he is, as our worship and fine arts ministry has declared, he is worthy of all of our praise. We thank you for joining us wherever you might be, and uh, we come now to lift up his holy and his righteous name. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Again, Lord, we are grateful and we are thankful. We uh, lift your name on today. You are great and greatly to be praised. And so even now, as we join in worship all across this city all across the state, across the country, and even across the world. We lift up your name. We glorify your name. We worship you on today. And we invoke and invite you not only into the sanctuary of the Salem Church, but into the sacred spaces that your saints inhabit at this moment. We pray that you would come now, Lord Jesus. Come now, Lord Jesus. Come now, Lord Jesus. Allow us to feel the presence and power of your Holy Spirit as we worship you on today. And we ask these prayers now in the name of Jesus Christ. And the people of God said together, amen and amen. We're going to ask our music and fine arts ministry to lead us further in worship at this time. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. We serve an amazing God, and his power is true, and we know he's going to bring us out. Come on, there. I can't even begin to tell you the spiritual fight. Come on, but I declare.
testify that he has shown his ability to bring us out. That's why we go to him in prayer, in confidence on today. We certainly want to remember all of our <clears throat> leaders, our civic leaders on the uh, 
city, state, and national level, and then those who are part of our church family who have requested our prayers, Sister Mary Thomas, Brother Gio Contreras, Sister Sadie Alley, Sister Acra Cooper, Infant Clementine Nielsen Jackson, Sister Barbara Hawthorne, Sister Mildred Lee, Sister Lisa Taylor Jones, Sister Keisha Woods, and her child, Sister Shonda Wallace, Brother Booker Bryson, Brother Stanley Jones, Brother Frank Stewart Sr., Brother Virgil Watson, Brother Tyler Wilson, and those who are bereaved, Sister Lillian Ingram and the loss of her granddaughter, Renee Ingram, and Minister Vanessa Johnson and the loss of her brother, Curtis Parks, in Sioux City, Iowa. And we do know that the Lord is able. And that's why we have confidence to go to him in prayer. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Again, Lord, we are grateful and we are thankful for all of your many and varied blessings, most importantly, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us all. And we thank you for the power and provision of his resurrection. It is through his resurrection that we have the assurance of life, life abundantly, and life eternal. Lord, we come to you knowing that we've come short of your will for our lives. We have sinned, we have strayed, and even now, God, we come asking you that you would forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And you have covered our sins in the blood of Jesus, and for that we are grateful. Lord, we adore you on today. We worship you on today. For you and you alone are worthy of our worship and our adoration. We thank you today for all that you've done. For the blessings seen and unseen, known and unknown for those times, God, that you worked on our behalf that we were not even aware of. For that, God, we want to say thank you. We want to thank you, God, even in those moments that you've saved us from ourselves. Lord, we thank you. God, we come lifting those names that have been read on today. You know the details of their situation. And so, God, we pray that you would move on their behalf. Comfort them, God. Console them. Keep them. And, Lord, there are those whose names have not been called, but even now as we pray corporately, we lift their situations to you. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would move on their behalf, 
that you would give and provide for them everything that they need. God, that you would give them a peace that passes all understanding and a joy that the world cannot give and the world cannot take away. Lord, we pray that you would hear and answer our prayers. And we lift them all to you now. In the name of Jesus Christ, and the people of God said together, Amen and Amen. Good morning, Salem. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? Amen. 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 Uh, I'm uh, Charles Smith, and I'm here to make a special announcement. Uh, our pastor, Revian Dr. Selwyn Quentin Backus, is going to be celebrating 15 years of pastoring at the Salem Baptist Church in Omaha, Nebraska on the 18th of October of 2020. Amen? Amen. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. You know, he came here. He came here with a vision, and uh, his, his vision was to, uh, it was three R's. Now, if you're from Louisiana, it's, it's R's. But since we're in uh, Omaha, it's R's. He came here with three R's to retire the debt of this facility, raise a generation, and renovate the facility, amen? And let me just tell you this. We're renovating the facility. We're raising a generation, and we've retired the debt. Amen? Oh, that's something to shout about right there. And you know what? It gets better. It gets better. I'm very happy to point out that this marks 25 years of him pastoring. Let me tell you all something. 25 years is a long time to deal with Folks like us, I'm telling you that right now. That's a long time. And, and it requires leadership, courage, and strength. And I thank God that God gave him to us because he has been leading us. Let me just give you a little example. Uh, 600 boxes of food he gave to the, to the poor in, in this city. 600 boxes of food this, during this pandemic. 600 boxes. Now, he loved the youth as well. 500 backpacks to the youth and the students of this city, not just the people at Salem, but all over the city, amen? amen? That takes leadership. And he has been upgrading this facility. The parking lot is upgraded. The, 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 the church here is upgraded. The food pantry is upgraded. Praise God. It requires leadership for that. Can I get a witness for that? Amen, amen. amen. Hey, it gets gooder. It gets gooder. I'm extremely delighted to announce that Pastor Backus has been preaching for 35 years. 35 years preaching the gospel, 25 years of pastoring, 15 years of pastoring here at Salem. I'm telling y'all, you know what? And guess what? Uh, during this pandemic, that's dedication. During this pandemic, he has not taken a Sunday off. That is dedication. That is preaching the word of God. And he, is, he, and he is one of the best preachers. Matter of fact, he can preach the horns off a billy goat. Now, I know y'all done heard that before. Don't tell me y'all haven't. I know you heard it. Now, Salem, this is what I want us to do, okay? This is what I want us to do, Salem. 
I want us to show Pastor Backer some love. And those of you out in the virtual that are not part of Salem, show him some love as well because I know he's been blessing you all these Sundays. So we would like for you to give him your best gift, okay, to celebrate 15 years of preaching here at Salem, 20, 25 years of, of pastoring, and 35 years of preaching. Now, if you look at him, he looks like he's about maybe 40, 45. So 35 years of, past, of preaching? My goodness. If you look at him, he looked like he's about 40. So he started early, amen? amen. All right, now, he, he, here's what I want you to remember. Your tithe and your offering is separate from what I'm asking for. Amen? amen. Now, you, 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 I, I want to make sure that this is, this is not confused. Your tithe and your offering, that belongs. That belongs to God. So give, give, give that to the Lord. What I'm asking for is a special gift to show pastor how much we love him and how much we appreciate him. Amen? Amen. So I want y'all to have a wonderful day. Now, if you, if you decide you want to write a check, just write it out to Salem. Okay? Salem Baptist Church. And we'll make sure he gets it. And there's lots of ways to give, so the pastor will cover that. But anyway, I, I want y'all to join me in showing love and appreciation for our Dr. Reverend Dr. Selwyn Quinton Backus in celebrating 15 years of pastoring at the Salem Baptist Church. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise God and have a good day. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Deacon Smith. Amen. I'm going to take him on the road with me everywhere I go. Amen. Thank you, Deacon Smith. Uh, we continue in worship, and we thank you, Salem, and uh, those who are our partners for your continued support. Uh, again, we'll be celebrating Pastor's anniversary in October, the 18th of October, and we are grateful that the Lord has allowed us to uh, make it thus far uh, in this time of service and commitment to the Lord and to his church. I want you to please remember all of your weekly opportunities for ministry, fellowship, discipleship, and worship on Tuesdays. We have our Zoom Bible study. On Thursdays, we have our fireside chat. And of course, on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., we have our uh, live broadcast through Facebook and uh, through our website and through Boxcast. <clears throat> uh, and uh, please, please participate, share with us, let us know. Uh, that this is blessing you as we move forward uh, in this pandemic, in this uncertain times. But again, we serve a certain God, a sure God, and he is there with us. The Bible says that he's a very present help even in a time of trouble. And so we thank you for your prayers, for your support, for your encouragement for all of the calls and emails that you share with us to let us know that the ministry of the Salem Church is continuing to bless you. And for the members of the Salem Church, we thank you for your continued financial support. And for those who are partners in ministry with us who are uh, not technically members of the Salem Church, but you are our ministry partners. You share with us each and every week and you share with us financially. We thank you for your partnership to make sure 
uh, that the ministry of the Salem Church is ongoing. And so we invite not only the members of the Salem Church, but those who are partners in ministry to financially support the ongoing ministry of the Salem Church. Uh, you can mail your tithe and offering here to the Salem Church at 3131 Lake Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. You can bring your tithe and offering here uh, to the administrative offices. There is a secure tithe and offering, build a, uh, offering box uh, just outside the administrative offices, Monday through Friday from 9 to 5, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Give through our website at salembc.org. As well, you can give through PayPal, GiveLify, Venmo, and the Cash app. And so again, we thank you for your continued giving, and we thank you in advance for your continued stewardship and support of the ongoing ministry of the Salem Baptist Church. We still commend you to please register to vote to make sure that your voice is heard. Your vote is your voice. And certainly with all that we face and the leadership void that we face at this moment in time, we want to make sure that we allow our voices to be heard. So please register and please vote. And we praise God for each and every one of you and what you, can, what you continue to do in support of the ongoing ministry of the Salem Baptist Church. We're going to ask our music and fine arts ministry to come at this time and lead us further in worship.
We're going to ask if you would turn in your Bibles, on your tablets, on your devices to the Old Testament, the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 15, beginning at verse 22, Exodus chapter 15, beginning at verse 22. <clears throat> the Word of God reads, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them. There he tested them. and said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Then they came to Elam, where there were twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees, so they camped there by the waters. The Lord's word is blessed. I'm going to talk today for a few minutes by the help of God and the Holy Spirit from this simple subject, lessons for the journey, lessons for the journey. Life many times has been characterized by calling it a journey. And as we move forward in our life's journey, we experience many things. Yet for the believer in Jesus Christ, we realize if we follow the will of the Lord, it is a journey directed by a divine director. We may be at center stage and the spotlight might be on us, but we know there is a divine director behind the scenes giving guidance and supervision. And if for some reason you feel as if you have complete control of your life's journey, I have a breaking news alert that needs your attention. None of us are in complete control. With all of what seems to be sudden surprises and uncertain shocks that catch us off guard, the Lord is not caught unaware. And that's why on this life's journey, we should depend on the Lord for guidance and direction. And in this text on today, <clears throat> we find the children of Israel on a journey. Now we must establish where they're journeying to and where they're journeying from. They are on their way to the land Canaan, the land that has been promised to their forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
And now that we've established where they are journeying to, we can clarify where they're journeying from. The children of Israel had been enslaved under the oppressive hand of the king of, the king of Egypt. For centuries, they had labored and toiled, all the while seeking the Lord's deliverance. The Bible says, ultimately, the Lord heard the voice and the cry of his people, and he raised up a leader and liberator by the name of Moses. Moses was initially reticent and hesitant to fulfill his purpose that had been commanded by the Lord. Initially unconvinced, Moses is then persuaded by the Lord to fulfill his purpose and his calling. The first task was to stand up to the king of Egypt and declare that the great I am that I am has commanded that the king of Pharaoh let his people go. The king of Egypt, who believed himself a god, refused, and the Lord unleashed Ten devastating and destructive plagues on Egypt, the last of which included the death angel to pass over Egypt, and the firstborn of each household would, uh, would die unless the blood of the Passover lamb was on the doorpost of the home. It was after the last of those ten plagues but the king of Egypt thrust the children of Israel out of Egypt after the Lord had caused their neighbors to enrich them with silver and gold. And in the immediate prior section of scripture that we read on today, we see a marvelous and miraculous act of the Lord on behalf of the children of Israel as they journey from Egypt to the promised land. King of Egypt has a change of heart even after he and Egypt have witnessed the power of the Lord. He reneges after freeing the children of Israel and decides to pursue them to enslave them once again. With his armies, his horses, and his chariots, the king of Egypt pursued, pursued them and found them at the Red Sea. The children of Israel seemed defenseless and doomed. The Red Sea before them, with no manner of escape to their left or to their right, and the king of Egypt and his armies in hot pursuit. But the Lord spoke to Moses and instructed him to put forth the staff in his hand. And the Lord caused the sea to wall up on both sides of the children of Israel and they moved through the Red Sea on dry ground. And the same sea that the Lord had caused to wall up, as the armies of Egypt pursued into the Red Sea, it returned to its full depth and drowned the armies of the king of Egypt. The Lord had miraculously delivered the children of Israel from the threat and the terror of Egypt. And this is where we find ourselves in Exodus chapter 15, beginning at verse 22. And this short section of scripture is a description of what many of us face on our journey in life. 
and I want to put you on notice, it's not all the picture of perfection or the essence of an easy life. You see, many of us are fooled into believing that because we are Christians, our journey will be characterized by calm seas and peaceful and serene days. But I want to put you on notice, child of God, the life of a believer in Jesus Christ is not perfect. It's not devoid of difficulties. It's not free from trouble. Our journey is sometimes filled with challenges and tests. And that's what we see in this text on today. And we learn some lessons for the journey. And the first lesson is this. The journey includes moments of barrenness. The journey includes moments of barrenness. The children of Israel have been liberated and rescued, and they begin in earnest their journey towards the land that has been promised. And yet, they find themselves initially in a problematic place. The Bible tells us they are in the barrenness of the wilderness. Listen again to verse 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. We must remember they've been delivered from Egypt. They escaped destruction at the Red Sea. Now they have traveled three days into their journey. It's very likely that they left Egypt with water for themselves and their animals. And the text would suggest all of their water they started with was gone. Now on the third day, they still can't find any water. We all know that water is necessary for survival, yet they can't find any. Water is necessary to sustain the human body, and yet they can't find any. Water is necessary for the human body to be supported, and yet they can't find any. And water is necessary for human bodies to be strengthened, and yet they can't find any. They are in the wilderness with no water. They are in a barren place. And just as the children of Israel find themselves in a moment of barrenness on their journey, many of us find ourselves at times in the same place. We find ourselves on our journey in a moment of barrenness. Now, it may not be a physical wilderness, but sometimes it may be a relational or mental or spiritual wilderness, a place of barrenness where we are seeking the things and people that sustain us or support us and strengthen us, and we're searching and searching and searching, and they're nowhere to be found. 
And it seems we are lost on our journey because we cannot find the very things we need to make it through the barren seasons of our journey. And yet I want to suggest something on today, and I want you to listen closely. Barrenness, and I'm going to make up a word, barrenness is not aloneness. Barrenness is not aloneness. You see, I want to use the children of Israel as an example of that on today because yes, they found themselves in a barren place at the end of chapter 15, but chapter 14 reminds us that the Lord displayed his presence to the children of Israel by a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. You see, the Lord used the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire to let the children of Israel know he was always with them as they made their journey to the promised land. And I want to remind you on today, you may have gone through some moments of barrenness where it seems you did not have what was necessary to get you through and there's someone who might be going through a moment of barrenness right now where life seems to be lifeless and dry but I want to remind you right now you are not alone Although it seems dark and dreary and dismal, please remember, Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He'll be with you through those barren moments in life. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. That's the promise that he made in his word, and he is true to his word. Yes, the journey will have its moments of barrenness, but I want to suggest the way to make it through those moments is to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus. Oh, yes, a company keeper he is, a comforter he is, a consoler he is. And I love the way the great biblical character King David shared with us in Psalm 30 how the Lord kept him through one of his barren moments in life. He says this in Psalm 30, verses 1 through 5. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name for his anger is for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may in do it for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Oh yes, those barren moments will come in life, but keep on leaning on the Lord. Keep trusting in the Lord. Keep depending on the Lord because I want to let you know, no matter how long the barren nights may be, joy is going to come in the morning. So understand, the journey includes moments of barrenness but also the journey includes moments of bitterness. Imagine the dismay the children of Israel are experiencing. Three days in the wilderness with no water, and now they're going to encounter something that frustrates them further. Look at verses 22 and 23. 
So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. Imagine being in that great crowd of the children of Israel. They are traveling in a barren wilderness. They finally find a body of water, and they cannot consume the water because the water is too bitter to drink. Imagine the frustration, the disappointment, the irritation they are experiencing. Is there anything more annoying than to see what you need and you cannot get to it or you cannot use it? All of us experience the bitter waters of Mara. All of us experience the bitter waters of Mara. You're on your life's journey, making your way up the corporate ladder. The job you've dreamed of is within reach. And yet office politics and the good old boy network snatches it away. The bitter waters of Mara. Your family is fine and suddenly your otherwise obedient child decides to stray from the path. The bitter waters of Mara. You're finally stable in your finances with a bright future ahead and then a pandemic strike. And what seems sturdy is now shaky. The bitter waters of Mara. All of us face the bitter waters of Mara. And the children of Israel react to this disappointing and frustrating moment they face. In verse 24, it says, And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? They question Moses. We're out here in the wilderness. We've traveled for days. We finally find water, and now the water is too bitter to drink. Oh, yes. The bitter waters of Mara have made the children of Israel bitter. And the truth is, Moses is the Lord's man. And so, in essence, they're not questioning Moses, they're questioning the Lord. And I know you don't want to say it out loud. You don't want the person sitting next to you to know it. And I know you're a spiritual giant, and so you don't want to admit it. But the truth is, some of us have come to our bitter waters of Mara. And we've done the same. We've questioned the Lord. We may not have done it out loud, but certainly in our minds and in our spirits, we have come to the bitter waters of Mara, and we've questioned the Lord. Why my job, Lord? 
Why my spouse, Lord? Why my child, Lord? Why my parent, Lord? Why my health, Lord? Why my situation, Lord? We've all come to the bitter waters of Mara. We experience the same frustration and disappointment that the children of Israel experienced at the bitter waters of Mara. We experience the frustration. We experience the discouragement, the disappointment, and even a sense of defeat. And yet, child of God, I want to encourage you on today. All of us have come to the bitter waters of Mara, and all of us, whether we admit it or not, have had those questions of the Lord. But I want to encourage you today, even though you don't want to admit it, I want to encourage you first, the Lord is big enough and powerful enough to take your questions. Your questions will not make him less God. Second, if you're questioning the Lord, it means you're still talking to him. And if you're still talking to him, that means you're still in relationship with him. And if you are, uh, it means if you're still talking to him, it means you have not given up on your relationship with the Lord. And third, I want to encourage you that even if you question him, the Lord is able to do something about what you bring to him. That's what happens in the text on today. Listen again to verses 23 through 25. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore they came the name, called the name of it Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Now I know there's someone listening or watching today who can testify he can make your bitter waters sweet. Oh yes, life's journey can at times have moments of bitterness, but I want to let you know uh, the Lord can turn your bitterness into sweetness because we serve a God who is a turnaround specialist. And somebody watching and listening today can testify that you've come to those moments of bitterness, but the Lord added something to that moment of bitterness and turned that bitterness around into sweetness and you've been able to enjoy life after your moment of bitterness because the Lord stepped in. I want to let you know the Lord can turn your bitterness into sweetness. So yes, the journey includes moments of barrenness. Uh, the journey includes moments of bitterness. But we ought to rejoice today because the journey includes moments of of abundance. Now look how the Lord works in this section of scripture. You see, I told you the children of Israel were on their journey to the promised land. And the Lord does not let them set up camp at a place where they would have to struggle like the wilderness or even at Marah. He moves them to a place 
of abundance. Be patient with me. I'm going to read this section of scripture once again. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. And said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all uh, his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Then they came to Elam, where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. So they camped there by the waters. Notice the progression and sequence in the text. They went from no water to bitter water to sweet water to an abundance of water. I don't think you heard what I said. They went from no water to bitter water to sweet water to abundant water. Let me say it again. You may have missed it. They went from no water to bitter water to sweet water to an abundance of water. For somebody may have lost it and missed it because you were looking aside. They went from no water to bitter water to sweet water to an abundance of water. Uh, listen, understand they went from no water to some water to an abundance of water. Uh, yeah, yeah, from no water to some water to an abundance of water. You do remember they were in a wilderness with no water. They went to Marah with bitter water. And the Bible says they camped at Elam with 12 wells of water. From no water to some water to an abundance of water. You see, the Lord took them through a barren place and through a bitter place to get them to a better place. Some saint of God, you ought to hear what I'm trying to say, child of God. He took them through a barren place and through a bitter place uh, to get them to a better place. I need to say it again. Somebody have missed it. He took them through a barren place and through a bitter place to get them to a better place. So, child of God, don't give up on the Lord during your moment of barrenness. And don't give up on the Lord during your moment of bitterness. Because if you stay on the journey with the Lord, he will get you to a place of abundance. You may have to go through a barren place. And you may have to go through a bitter place. But if you stay with the Lord, 
uh, he will get you to a better place because the Bible says, uh, yes, they were temporarily in the wilderness and they were temporarily at Mara, that bitter place. But the Bible says they set up camp, yes, at Elam where there were 12 pools of water and there were 70 palm trees. Yes, Lord, and I'm just simply trying to tell you, you may have to go through a, a barren place. And you may have to go through a, a bitter place. Uh-huh, but on your journey, God is taking you to an abundant place. Do I have a witness today? Uh-huh, somebody who's listening and watching today. Yes, Lord, you can testify on your journey. Yes, Lord, I've been through a barren place and I've been through a bitter place. Yes, Lord, but I lean on the Lord and he brought me to a place of abundance. Do I have a witness? Uh-huh, and I need, I need, I need uh, to tell someone today who might be listening uh, and may be watching. Uh, when you get through uh, your barren place and uh, when you get through uh, your bitter place and when the Lord uh, brings it to your abundant place yes Lord uh, you don't need to keep it to yourself you need to be a witness uh, you need uh, to testify I've been through my barren place I've been through my bitter place now the Lord uh, has brought me to a place of abundance and I will uh, not keep it to myself I gotta tell somebody that the Lord has brought me this far. Do I have a witness? I need to know is there anybody here who can testify today? It was the Lord who brought me on my journey. It was the Lord who kept me on my journey. It was the Lord who protected me on my journey. Is there any 
somebody who will testify it was nobody nobody but the Lord who kept me nobody but the Lord who put his arms around me nobody but the Lord who protected me in there anybody, body, body, yeah, who will go ahead and testify? Lift those hands, open your mouth, and declare it was nobody but the Lord. Nobody. No. trying to leave it alone but I know there's somebody out there watching on today who can testify with all that I've been through it was nobody but the Lord who kept me through my barrenness nobody but the Lord who kept me through my bitterness nobody but the Lord who got me to abundance nobody 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 but the Lord. I know you're at home. You don't want to make any noise, but one time you ought to shout. Lift those hands and declare it was nobody. 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 Yeah. I'm done, y'all. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody, 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 
through some moments of barrenness, moments of bitterness, the Lord will bring you to a place of abundance that bubbles over in your spirit. And that can only occur when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to offer you that relationship on right now. If you're watching and listening and you've not accepted the free gift of God through Jesus Christ, if you've not accepted the free gift of God through Jesus Christ, through his death, burial, and resurrection, we extend to you the invitation on the day to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible reminds us in Romans chapter 10 that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for the sins of the world, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So if you've not accepted what God for us, has done for us in Jesus Christ, this is the day, this is the hour, this is the moment, this is the time. Call us here at 402-455-1000, option three. Someone is waiting on you right now to hear your voice as you make your confession of faith. Or if you're here today, you're listening or watching, You've trusted the Lord Jesus as your Savior, but for whatever reason, you got a fellowship in the local church. We extend this opportunity even now for you to become a part of the Lord's church here at the Salem Baptist Church. You can simply call 402-455-1000, option three. Someone is 
is waiting to receive your call, to hear your voice. So even now, as the music and fine arts ministry blesses us, you need to make that decision on today. We offer Christ to you today. that you have made a decision on today to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and to become a part of the Lord's church. We pray and believe that this worship experience has been a blessing to you as we've led you here from the sanctuary of the Salem Church. You've joined us from the virtual sanctuary of the Salem Church. We pray Lord's blessings would be placed in each of your lives. Let's go to the Lord in prayer again. Lord, we thank you for these lessons for the journey from Exodus chapter 15. We thank you for the power and the potency of your word as it speaks to our individual lives. We thank you for this worship experience and all who have joined us 
We realize that although they are not in the physical sanctuary, sanctuary is where the saint is. So you have been with them each and every moment of this worship experience. We pray your blessings upon their upcoming week that you lead God and direct them that you would lead them to a place of abundance. And now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his glory with exceeding great joy to the only wise God be glory, dominion, and power both now and forever. And the people of God all across the city, all across the state, all across the country, and all across the world said together, Amen. Amen and amen. And we yet believe the best season of your life is just ahead. <laughs>